Welcome back or welcome to the Better With Running podcast and today's episode number 63. My name is Matt Davey, coach at Run to PB and Marathoner and here alongside me I have my co-host who's um, looking a little bit tired ladies and gentlemen from watching way too much well actually <laughs> maybe not enough Olympics even you should be falling asleep. <laughs> um, Zach and Newman welcome back to the show. Good to be back, Matty. Yeah, mate, it's been a smorgasbord of sport. And uh, now that the athletics has started, yeah, it's, um, there's been a lot of, um, a lot of uh, screen time happening, a lot of Olympics. It's been super exciting. Um, yeah, just, uh, just loving it, mate. How are you? How are, your, um, how are you travelling? And how's your um, Olympic campaign going on the, on the couch? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, going well. Really been... Um... Yeah, excited to to really get up and and watch the Aussies and been watching a few replays, you know, in between sort of work and, and um, even last night. Uh, I, um, yeah, I just couldn't stay up and watch the um, watch the high jump finish and then yeah, also the the women's hundred meter final. So yeah, just got up this morning and, and there's a on the seven plus app. There was um yeah, found a, a feature there where you could go through some of the highlights. Um, yeah, watched them this morning. So yeah, it's been. Oh, amazing, mate. It's really exciting and it's great to see it back. Um, you know, it, it is a sort of uncertain times around COVID and such. It's great to have something to really look forward to. Yeah, and, and you know, particularly for, I mean, Melbourne's, um, we said it will turn the corner, but for, for some of our friends up in, in New South Wales, in Sydney in particular, who's been in a pretty hard lockdown and um, they've been, Queensland and Brisbane are, are struggling a bit at the moment. So I know the, um, the Olympics have being a bit of light for them to uh to watch enjoy um but yeah mate um how about that 10 just uh, just on the <laughs> olympics that first night of competition to see the the men's 10k and and it was just um you know pat tiernan he um took australia and the world really by storm with with his courage and determination and what he was able to do um yeah in finishing that race it was just oh, it was hard to watch yeah, yeah, it absolutely. It really was, wasn't it? Um, yeah, it just shows how um, gutsy and, and gritty and determined he is to, yeah, push him, his body and, and himself into that, that much of a hurt locker. Um, and he just, I felt he ran it really well. Like he kind of, he went out and just sort of sat at the back. And I guess, um, like he had the Ugandan take off at the start, but he sort of, I don't know whether he just realised that, well, the pace probably isn't going to be on so much. I can just, you know, hang at the back and when someone drops off, I'll just move around him and another person drops off and I'll move around him and all of a sudden, with a few laps to go, he's found himself in the top pack and, and um, yeah, competing for a top 10 there. Yeah, oh, I was, was so exciting to see them all go into that. You know, the last two laps, you could see building the way he positioned mm. himself and, um, yeah, it's just uh, couldn't, uh, I mean, just... Put yourself in that position and then uh unfortunately just for your body just to really shut down and yeah um yeah you feel for him because he was just so i mean obviously firstly his health uh, issues but you could see mm. how he just sort of almost felt like he was just just 
so close to pulling off a remarkable one, you know, because anything could have happened in that last lap. Yeah, it did. It did. <laughs> um, this year, yeah, it was. Oh, it was. A, it was an epic, um, epic finish. But like you say, it was just. It was hard to watch. It was very like it, it was tripping, falling, and mm. stumbling. You could see in his face, it just wasn't really all there, and just trying his hardest to get to the to the finish line. And mm. um, yeah, I guess like I, I don't reckon there'd be too many people who would have that sort of ability to push themselves in yeah. that deep. Um, and it's probably. <laughs> Probably, probably good almost thing. a good thing because yeah. you know to do that you, you're really um, risking you're almost risking your life a little bit. Yeah, it, was, um, to, it looked dangerous, didn't it? Yeah, mm, it did. It did. So it's yeah because your body's obviously got those sort of uh, functions in it to prevent you from going that deep. But if you've got that will and that ability, I'd know to be able to switch off. Um, you know the brain that's telling you to slow down and just keep pushing on. Uh, yeah, yeah it's, that was just incredible to watch, and and I reckon a few people would have uh, got out Saturday uh, Saturday morning after that run and really hammered a session. Yeah, I know. I was just like after seeing that, I was just so wanted to get out the door and do a session that night. Like um, yeah. it was that inspiring when you're watching athletics on the world, uh, you know, and you're seeing it in the mainstream. You're getting. Obviously, Bruce is who is a um, amazing, like a great commentator. He is a student of us. Like he, he's called so much athletics, and he genuinely, you know, you can you can hear the um, the amount of research he's done. And he, I know he would go along to um, an athletics um, Australia track and field meets, and mm. you know, he's he's not like some of these other commentators. You might sort of find they just sort of slide in, and, and just because of the timing you know the the event as it is they're not across it the whole time and they're just sort of relying on the experts whereas bruce is a, a genuine expert yeah. on, uh, on athletics so um yeah he's been uh he's been my um my favorite commentator yeah yeah and just that, that sort of passion that he shows there yeah along with that knowledge um and what do you think of yeah what, what are your um thoughts on peter bowl now with uh oh, yeah final and yeah, can't wait for this race and, and see what he can produce. Yeah, and I, I just love the way he, he he just belongs there, you know, and he was, um, you know, the way he finished and he showed, like, he just, he really has that belief in himself that he he, he is a chance to medal um, and wouldn't that be huge if he could yeah. come home with a medal? And like, you, you're seeing what's happening in these, even the hundred meters, if you look at the hundred meter men's final, like it was a wide open and it was definitely wasn't the favorite that got up and won that. So yeah, it Olympics just, it's so different, isn't it? You know, you can have mm -hmm. these fast times on paper, but having to hold your nerve and mm -hmm. deal with the pressure and, you know, the rounds and heats and um, yeah, being able to perform it. It's, it's just, so it gives you a, a real appreciation of that top level athlete, you know, real world class athletes and how they can uh, produce the goods on the world stage. Yeah, and like it, like we saw in the uh, last semi, um, Amos going down, mm. up or like in the heat just before we watched with um, Sif and Hassan getting yeah. tripped up in the back. Like it, it doesn't take much for you to be, um, yeah, especially if you're in a good spot. Um, mm. Yeah, it doesn't take much for you to. So yeah, get. I guess. Um, I mean, it's not luck. As if you got yourself into a good spot, uh, that's that's your doing. So yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to seeing. Um, yeah, seeing what what Bolt can do. And yeah, I just like you said before, he just looks like he belongs there. He really does. Um, 
and, and he does belong there. And yeah. he's um yeah, he's he's an exciting one to to watch. And I reckon there'll be yeah, he'll have a lot of fans over new fans. I reckon even in, in um yeah. in Australia probably might not have heard of him before and. Yeah, they'll be on on the back cheering him on. Oh, could you? Yeah, you imagine him going through the first four hundred on the front, or <laughs> in a in, in a medal position, mm. and how exciting that'll be for for everyone that's, that gets behind him on the couch back in Australia, and just be thinking, wow, this is an Australian, um, you know, in the in the eight hundred final, a yep. chance to get to get a medal, and it's um, yeah. So that's that's exciting. And back on a son, what do you think? Can she mm-hmm. do the can she do the triple? I mean, it's ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah, what she did uh, in the fifteen hundred uh, in those heats where she fell and then got back up and mm-hmm. was still—I think she ran a sixty-one, apparently, including that fall. Wow! <laughs> in that last lap, yes, yeah, so... she fell at um, what at about about three a seventy to go or something like that. It would have been her last three hundred. Must have been incredible. Just the, yeah. the wheels. She, I'm sure that's. Obviously not the way she wanted to to no. to have to really hurt that bit more than she was hoping in that fifteen hundred. Um, and we'll see tonight whether it's um whether it's affected her in in the five k when she heads into the final. Mm. I think we were. I mean, obviously, it was a bit of an unknown of what results a lot of what we we're going to see from I guess the wider scale because there's been. Some events coming back, but a lot of even the Aussies haven't really had a, had a, a full season. Some have been able to get to Europe, some haven't. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's been what what some of the athletes have gone through in the last two years or you know a year and a half with the pandemic. It's um yeah, they're all their training and it's just been you hear so many stories of what these athletes have done to get there. It's um mm. yeah, it's a real appreciation for for what we're seeing. Uh, Olympic level yeah so and um yeah like a, I'd heard Lyndon Lyndon Hall who, who obviously uh, ran the heats and made it through to the semis and she was saying that she's yeah hasn't had like hasn't had as much opportunity I guess to to race but yeah she was fortunate enough to get some some assistance when she was up in Cairns to mm. um yeah get some practice in uh yeah whereas others obviously they were, they were lucky enough to to head across to Europe or, or be in America, um, yeah, to get that race practice. So, like you say, it's it's kind of like a, it is a little bit more unknown than than what we would normally have, um, yeah, because of that. Yeah, not as many people able to sh- to turn up to the races. And uh, I know, Maddie, you you are um, obviously loving the athletics, and uh, you can't get enough. You're even reading. Uh, <laughs> you've got a big uh, library of uh, running books but you were just just telling me off air how interesting it is to watch um the athletes of today and you know, we talk about the technology the all the access to everything they have to get the results they are at the olympics but when you you look back over the years and you you the book you're reading is citing some pre-olympic um training regimes and, and how to that was pretty pretty funny what you were mentioning there maddie you want to um yeah yeah, so was, um, yeah, I've got a fairly extensive library, I guess, and and one of the books I'd never read before, and I it popped up on um on Amazon secondhand, got it shipped in from Palm Beach in um in America somewhere, uh, from the Palm Beach County Library System. <laughs> <laughs> so it's called Kings of the Road, and it's about um, three famous American runners: Frank Shorter, uh, Bill Rogers, and Alberto Salazar, and and how they helped with the um with the the making of running go boom um hmm. 
throughout the sort of the, the 80s and, and early 90s even. Um, yeah, and it sort of touches on a little bit of history around some of the running and, and um, yeah, how, how it really got some popularity sort of in the early 1800s, late 1800s, and then leading into the, the um, recommencement of the Olympics in 1896. So, yeah. and it does, and we talk a lot about training, Zaka. Mm. Um, obviously go through our weeks and, and yeah, we're obviously coaches as well and, and help out, help out others. So it was a little bit interesting when I saw and came across what used to be um, the set training in, in 1813, Zaka. <laughs> okay. So, Strava. Yeah, this is well before. Yeah, well, imagine this. Imagine these ones popping up on Strava. So the first one. Um, so they also called it pedestrianism, Zucker. Um, right. Okay, that's how it started. Um, and it says, according to uh, this, yeah, um, quite a good runner back in the day. Um, a pedestrian should rise at five in the morning, Zucker. That's the that's the time you should be getting out. Then first of all, you need to run half a mile at top speed up a hill. Okay. So imagine that you find your local hill, half a mile, so 800 meters, top speed up a hill. Then after that, you need to walk six miles at a moderate pace. Okay. That's a decent recovery. Yeah, that's yeah. So six miles. Then you're allowed to have breakfast, Zaka. And for your breakfast, you need to have at this at 7 a.m. You need to have beef steaks. Yeah, okay. Mutton chops. And then underdone with yeah, have your mutton chops underdone, first of all, I guess, to, to help with that red meat. Underdone with stale bread and old beer. Not new beer. Old beer, <laughs> old beer okay. Aged beer. Yeah, aged beer. Then, after your breakfast, you need to go out and walk another six miles at moderate pace. <laughs> so, I reckon walking six miles is going to take you about an hour 40. I was yeah. About an hour 40 minutes more of walking. Then, you need to lie in bed without clothes. But <laughs> All right, so, so you, I don't know. I assume you're allowed to shower, but then you need to lie in bed without clothes for half an hour. Then you need to go out, and you don't have to do this at a moderate pace, but you've got to walk another four miles. Yeah. <laughs> then you're allowed to have dinner, a real early dinner, actually. Dinner at 4 p.m. Yeah. And uh, the dinner this time, again, is beef steaks, like breakfast, mutton chops with bread. Now, this time, so this time your bread doesn't... Fresh or not stale. Yeah. Yeah, you don't need stale bread this time. And then it just says, and beer as at breakfast. So I guess you need old, old <laughs> beer again. Another beer, yeah, okay. Yep, so that's breakfast and dinner beers. Then immediately, imagine imagine you're full up of beef steaks, mutton chops, bread and beer. You immediately after dinner need to run half a mile at top speed. <laughs> <laughs> so you chuck the next percenters on, <laughs> and I'm straight down. So have you actually only run a mile for the day in total? um yeah yep but the, re the rest has just been the six mile walks walks yep so then after your half mile at top speed you need to walk another six miles at moderate pace <laughs> what time are you going to bed then it says bed at eight and repeat the next day <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i don't know how much kudos you get on strava if you you post uh, five times a day uh, and you had <laughs> you've just done done a mile of running in there and that's it and then 18, so 22 miles of walking in the day. <laughs> so you've nearly walked. Yeah, nearly walked a marathon. marathon in the day, yeah. Yeah, nearly walked a marathon. Then do it again the next day. Uh, it'd be a hard um, program to, to, for a coach to put into a final surge. I mean, I guess if you're doing that, are you changing it up for the week? Do you have a speed session? Um, no, I think that is, I think the top, the half mile at top speed up a hill. Yeah. 
and a half mile at top speed immediately after dinner is your speed session. And that's the same Monday through a whole week or? I think so, yeah. It just says repeat. So they didn't go, they only gave you one day. Yeah. Um, and I would imagine it's just, yeah, yeah, repeat. Um, yeah, 52 weeks of the year doing that. And then it says, so um, it did say though, so where we've got full stomachs of um, beef steaks and beer, it says it was an improvement over removing the spleen, a common procedure in the 17th and 18th centuries, born of the belief that it hindered speed. What? So they reckon that if you took your spleen out, okay. you'd get faster back in the day. <laughs> Glad they've um, moved on from that. Yeah, I know. It's, oh, <laughs> yeah. So it's an it's a yeah interesting look at history of um, how far we've gone into our into there's no monofarclex in there, uh, Zaka. Well, I was just say some of your uh, some of your athletes listening, they might um, <laughs> they may not be surprised if they see a um, yeah couple of six mile walks land on the program next week. <laughs> yeah, like that's a lot of time on the feet. Like I don't know, they surely. I guess these they're talking. I assume about um amateur, oh, uh, probably pro- professionals, more yeah. like. Um, and then yeah, so back then in the in the late eighteen hundreds, they started having six day races. Um, yeah. And yeah, it was a bit of a became a bit of a craze. Um, and and they did it around Madison Square Garden. So six day races around Madison Square Garden. Oh, so indoors. Indoors and. The Lady Bertha von Berg walked around a total of 372 miles and she won the inaugural event. Jeez. <laughs> and it, like... Yeah, that is... And then, so then it says the next year for this women's, Amy Howard won the race with a total of 409 miles. So this was in oh. the late 1800s. And it says a record that stood for 102 years. <laughs> <laughs> probably well, no, was, never did yeah. again. <laughs> probably was going to go and try and break that it, it took 100 years for someone to bother but yeah to bother doing it again <laughs> oh yeah yeah that's yeah and so they yeah obviously the 1896 was the first uh olympic marathon yeah uh yeah first olympics well reinstatement of the olympics well yeah, yeah. modern modern olympics. modern olympics yeah. yeah yeah and it was one in just having a look so yeah sub three 258 Yep. Sub three, two. Oh, was that um, Spirit On? Spirit On, yeah. Spirit On. 258, 51 by, yeah. And we had, we had, um, we had Flack in there, the Aussie, Edwin Flack. Did he finish? I don't, oh, yeah, I'm not no, sure. Listen, I don't think he, I don't think he DNF. There's a lot of DNF. There was like, <laughs> the first three have times, the rest is just unknown or DNF. Oh, unknown or DNF. So after three, I think they just threw the watch away. Um, yeah fascinating fascinating now when we're looking at um what you know sub two hours in the marathon now three i mean it's you know (laughs) yep and the the first and that was only 40 kilometers for that marathon zucker yeah that is true yep yeah so then um they increased the length i think was it the london marathon because they wanted to take in the um Oh, what's it called? The oh, the, um, the Queen's, where the Queen lives, Zaka. Fuck yeah, the palace. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they wanted to go around the palace. So they had it. Here's one for you. What do you reckon the uh, 800 was won in? in 
I know when I was watching, um, yeah, some of the canoeing and some of the, been watching a lot of the hockey. I've been enjoying that. Oh, um, hockey's great. Yeah. yeah. And, and not, obviously, again, it's not a sport that you know, I'm going to watch the world championships or other, you know, league. Um, yeah. Games, but um, yeah, d- definitely you get, a, you get a look at it and you go, oh, well, I could actually watch this more. And um, I know in athletics, it's, um, it's great. Like we sort of always love watching our stars go around in the other meets and then see them on the big stage. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, hopefully it's really inspiring people to get into the running and jump in their lo- you know, local park run. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, so bring on the, the rest of the week and then leading into the marathon, which is going to be super exciting as we uh, heard from, from Liam last week. Yep. Yeah, that's right. I'm really looking forward to seeing how they go. Do you might have seen on Instagram, um, Jake, yeah, I did Often see that. And see Sapporo and what they got to run around. I was worried a zombie was going to come out <laughs> behind the camera. That looks yeah, cool. that's the training area. Yeah, they've been designated training area. Yeah. Yep. Um, it's tiny. It's like yeah. a track and that's about it. Yeah, I know. It's, um, so for all the walkers and the, um, and the, the yeah, obviously the marathoners. Yeah, I mean, uh, look, I guess... That's- the taper week and all the rest of it, at least you're not out doing huge sessions, but not the not the setting you'd be like 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 to uh, go into the Olympic marathon as. No, but yeah, you're right. At least you wouldn't be expecting you'd be doing some. You would have done your your long run already, probably your last long run already before you've you've hit there. So um, yeah, it was just very interesting to see, and that's I guess the time that, that we're that we're in at the moment that people have just got to be put in bubbles because. Yeah, you can't afford to be, uh, you can't afford to be, you know, let let out into potential um, exposure sites. So yeah, yeah. Well, the, yeah, they're in a pretty much a state of emergency in Japan. So outside of the Olympic bubble, it's pretty not a, not in great shape. So um, yeah, I think there were all the precautions are in place. Yeah, you know what? Hey. I, what else I've been liking, Zacher, is at the end of the rowing. Yeah, sitting in the boats at the end of the run, like up <laughs> the competed, they are absolutely knackered. Yeah, <laughs> like you know, sometimes the with the, with the running, you know, they you know they get the mm. goal, they finish, and then they do a victory lap just as quick as yeah they hit their last lap in. The rowers are just absolutely yeah. gone. Brutal event. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Yeah, that's no, good to watch. It and is. Tucker, how's your week been? Yeah, so yeah, definitely inspired, and uh, yeah, it was it's been a lot of, very easy to get out the door when you've been um, watching a lot of athletics and uh, a lot of sport, and you just want to go out there and do it yourself. And um, yeah, had a good week. I've, I have um, obviously yeah, getting getting back going, um, trying to get some mileage into the to the legs, but I I, I sort of sort of a, probably a niggle I've nursed or um, had even through the Gold Coast uh, Marathon prep, but was able to sort of push it aside, was, was a little bit of runner's knee that, that generally comes and goes with me. And um, sort of now that I've settled the body, I've sort of settled into doing sort of 100K weeks um, before stepping up the intensity. I just thought I want to get on top of it and 
make sure I'm doing all the right exercises and trying to, um, I guess, work on my um, the strength of that and just don't want it to get out of control if I up the case. So I went down and saw Dane Burway at Run Culture. Um, he obviously was on, he's been a previous guest. And um, yeah, Dane uh, is absolutely um so thorough with his uh, the way he looks at, looks over the body and your mechanics and um, you know we went through the, where I've been at training wise and what I'm sort of aiming towards and yeah it was great to just sort of um, I guess get a bit more um, the direction of you know, what I need to do to to really keep this at bay and I think it's just a good good um, yeah a good well, not so much lesson but more of a just a good way to just like put a pin in where I'm at and say, okay, this is where I need to improve to keep taking up you know, more mileage and do, doing some sessions leading into um, quite a jam-packed um, racing calendar in the next um, you know, two, three months. So, yeah, good to uh, to get on top of that. And, uh, yeah, I've got the exercise. I think a lot of the issues has been stemming around um, um, a lot of sitting through work. So, obviously, with... Um, some longer hours and just sort of sitting down and not having the huge step count through the day and then getting out the door. Um, so he's sort of set me some, some um, exercises to continually do through the day, just to break the day up and, and get the glutes firing. So that's um, something I'm really working on. How about you? Are you, cause you've been in and out of school with lockdown. Have, mm. How have you found when you've had to be at home and in front of the screen, has that affected you? That's it. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely, I definitely notice it. Um, especially when I've been uh, teaching all day yeah, mm. on, on the um, on the screen and you do then step out for the Arvo run and everything's so stiff and, and yeah. sore, especially like, yeah, yeah. I always find my hamstrings just seize up that bit. Um, and yeah, it, you seem to get that sort of laziness through the glutes from just yeah. too much so yeah i have sort of made a conscious decision um to try to get in and and, and do the strength work like lucky enough to have have access to um, equipment here in the garage that can help with that so yeah i've been trying to make sure that i get on i keep on top of that um otherwise yeah i think if i if i let it slide and I know, yeah. yeah, those sort of injuries, like you're saying there with, with your knee, it just, just creeped up um, on. Yeah, it, it's just manageable, but I, I think just to get ahead of it, it's, um, yeah, really getting on top of these exercises mm -hmm. so it doesn't fall into that zone where it starts to impede on, on sessions and, um, you know, just overall running um, well-being. Like you want to mm -hmm. get out the door, even though recovery days, and just feel like you're just still coming the ground all right without having to sort of um yeah go through any pain at all yeah so yeah um so but, doing, but, doing your exercises you mean yeah i'm doing our dane dane's on my case so he's <laughs> uh put pressure on me and uh no which is good um i need that and then yeah so I, I my week i guess um yeah a lot of easy running at the front end of the week um just just wanted to make sure um before seeing dane that that was all all fine um to keep going as per usual and Thursday hit your um your fart leg mattress um <laughs> md fart leg and um yeah i enjoy that it's got got a good mix of a you know the long rep in there a four minute a three minute uh, and then breaking it up with those one minute on one minute off because i feel like um yeah just working on turnover this session really does help me 
um, you know, get through that. It's, um, I think it's about 10, yeah, uh, 20 odd minutes um, in minutes. total. And yeah, was happy with that. Um, windy, a bit windy, so just working solo into the wind. I guess um, that that can also be um, a bit of a test. So it's feel happy again to knock that out. And then I was able to loop in on Saturday. I thought I just wanted to do something a little bit different in terms of something pretty strong off a longer recovery. And I uh, was joined by. Um, Ben Kelly, who's an Athletics Victoria runner, who's uh, he's a sub thirty guy, pretty pretty swift, younger younger fella, and uh, he's training partner Callum Goldsmith, and he's an eight twenty nine three k. So these guys were pretty keen to hit it um, strong. These reps, so ten minutes, six and a four, with quite a long recovery. Well, long long for me because I'm used to uh, a lot of the marathon workouts being off a, a shorter um, recovery or a float. Um, this was a real slow jog in between apes, so we could get after them pretty strong and jumped on the road at the Yarra Boulevard. Um, didn't get any abuse from cyclists, which was good. You <laughs> always, did. uh, always didn't. No, yeah, always roll the dice when you jump on there because sometimes they get a little bit uh, narky that you're on there on the road. Um, but yeah, got through that unscathed, and yeah, it was it was strong running. Like it was good fun just to to loop in with um, a couple of guys just ahead of you and just try and hang on and sit in the pack and um yeah ran you know we were solid for the first 10 minutes um and then yeah kept pretty consistent in the six minute and the last one it did sort of simulate a um you know, seven eight k or probably like nine k feeling of a um 10k race mm-hmm. you know that last four minutes where you just um yeah we pushed pretty hard I, like it was 259 for the first part of that k and then um yeah just just hanging on for for <laughs> for dear life in the end and yeah it was it was good fun and it was a good hard workout probably something i needed like without being a race it was um good strong um yeah just i would sort of really push it and um not feel like i had to sort of hold back and yeah so i'm really happy with that and Rounded out with the Sunday long run, uh, a little bit quicker than usual. Bit bit of a, a group, I think, was pretty excited with the Olympics, and <laughs> everyone just got rolling. And yeah, four twenties for uh, now, just under an hour forty. That's solid. Good week, mate. And um, yeah, were you on the front there on the Sunday? Were you pushing uh, the pace? Uh, it was for a little bit, and then I um, yeah, just back seat and rolled it in. But <laughs> uh, yeah, it was it was a good good group. Uh, the Melbourne Uni crew, uh, Maxi Wader, who's very enthusiastic. He was out there uh, leading the charges. Now it was 108Ks for the week. So is that uh, deliberately not pushing it too much in terms of the mileage and more focused then on some quality through the week? Yeah, yeah, it is. I just want to keep a bit of quality now, um, get get this knee under control. So without um, upping too many Ks and just finding that balance between you know some pretty solid sessions and also coming to races, I think, um, at this stage, yeah, I'm more probably going to focus on the 10k through to half than uh, marathons. Just um, touch and go for me because I think now we're looking at sort of 10 weeks out. I need to get back into those long 20, 30k type sessions and want to be. We just want to be cautious that body can handle that um, at the moment. So it's probably where I'm at. And uh, Athletes Victoria put on a. a big real festival of running now for the last five, six weeks to, to catch up after a lot of cancellations. So 
there is a lot of races ahead that yeah. I can then really dial into. Yep. No, good, mate. It was a good, strong week. And that, I reckon that Saturday session was very impressive um, to be hitting those sorts of splits. And yeah, just. Yeah, it was, it's probably the best session I've done um, post the Gold Coast non marathon week. <laughs> we call it that. You know, uh, just having that taper, having. Um, a few weeks down and just getting back in. This was probably the session that I felt like I turned the corner in terms of workouts. So yeah, I was I was equally happy with that, mate. Yeah, got a bit of confidence with that one. Yeah. And you mate, you uh you look like you had some hills in there. You had um yeah, even a even a time trial, I believe. What's that, sorry? Your week consisted of oh. hills and some a time trial I hear. Yeah, yeah. So uh on the Tuesday, as you know, it was um Oh, the, the wind was crazy. It was just that really disgusting northerly, yeah, northerly or northwesterly yeah. wind coming through. And I was sort of had the idea of going uh, to the track and doing a few 400s. Um, but I, the track up, and we're obviously in our 5K bubble, the, the track I can get to is just so exposed to a northerly wind. I ended up deciding, I've done, oh, like I've done a session there when it was being that windy and it's just, just uh yeah it always put me off going back going onto the track so um and I'll, I'll really thoroughly enjoy getting up onto the getting some hill reps in um into the week so i um yeah decided to switch instead of doing the 400 to six one minute hills um and and the hill that i was working up it's not a really exceptionally steep hill um but it 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 is um yeah just one of those hills where you can really get rolling like the minutes were i think i was averaging just under just on or under uh, three minute Ks for the one minute ons uh, nice. jogging back down the back down the hill. So it was good. Like one of those hills where you can get rolling. It's not like a, a real grinder where it's averaging, you know, four minute Ks and your, your hands on knees at the top and, and really in agony. Uh, but this one, yeah, you could get some, get some good turnover going up the hill. Um, and then yeah, led into a 10 minute tempo off the back of that. And you always find that tempo, the first few minutes are probably the, the roughest of a lot. Yeah. So still trying to clear that lactate out of the system and then um yeah once you get settled it, it was um yeah it felt all right so i hit that at um yeah just i was tr- trying to run around or just under 320s and yeah so we got 318 319 314 for well, the three. Pretty consistent yeah yeah it was yeah it was um yeah that and then that was probably what the the positive from that was was consistent um even though it wasn't feeling great off the first few minutes um and then yeah Normally I'd get up and, and run early on the Wednesday, but yeah, finished the session late and was just quite tired and thought, no, nah, I'm just going to sleep in um, on the Wednesday and do the 90 minute run at night. Mm. Ended up uh, heading out to Devil Bend where there's a few sort of hills around um, and sort of, yeah, averaged a bit. I think it was over 427-ish yeah. for that 90 minute run. And, and there was a, a bit of climbing involved there. Um, yeah, so was just happy to get, get out on a I haven't been out for a Wednesday night 90 minute run for ages and uh, the first 70 minutes was great uh the last yeah. one it was getting dark it was windy and cold and I was like no yeah. I wish I was uh wish I was at home by the fire at this point <laughs> <laughs> but just had to grind it out um yeah and then decided that yeah that originally the plan was to do the 15k um at Ballarat with their athletic Victoria season but yeah. obviously unfortunately that had to get uh moved um so i was still keen to have a bit of a hit out but i knew 15k was going to be a bit far for a hit out so decided to pull it back to a 5k time trial and there's a couple of guys um keen as well so i had 
uh, Ben Griffith out there and, and Karina as well, run to BB coach, um, also keen on, on doing the 5K time trial. So we met out around Seaford Wetlands uh, and, yeah, just warmed up and, and got changed and, yeah, headed out for the 5K um, time trial. And, yeah, I, I was hoping to get a little bit quicker than what we ran the other day, Zucker, at um, yeah. the park run out at Marriott Waters. And, yeah, so it started off at three-minute K for the first K. So it was a good start compared to last time. I think we were about 310 through that first K. Hey, Mattress, is this the course you did your time trial at last year? Um, yeah, same location, but we just started at a different point. Yeah. yeah we, we, we parked at a different point for this one. Okay. Yep, yeah, but, but same location. Um, and then, yeah, so it was, I don't know, I think I was just maybe a little bit, maybe a little bit fatigued or just, yeah, from that, especially from that Wednesday run. Um, so I ended up, yeah, just having to slow it up a little bit and, and Ben took off and, and absolutely gapped me. Um, <laughs> and yeah, he ended up running 1525, um, okay, yeah. 1550. And, um, and then Karina was 1628. Uh, so yeah, was it, we all. Sweet in, runs. Yeah. 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 We're all happy with that. Happy, happy enough, I guess. Um, I know. Yeah. That was a, a, um, a, a 5k best for, for Ben there. So he was, yeah, he was pretty pumped. Um, and then, yeah, we just warmed down. And then I got out for a Saturday Arvo double, which I haven't, haven't done for, for quite some time. And yeah, keeping the mileage kind of sort of, well, aim was to keep the mileage high uh, this week. And then, yeah, got out for two hours. Um, yeah. With a big group on Sunday, uh, started at Beaton Reservoir and, and head out along probably one of the straightest roads you'll ever see. Zaka. Yeah, I'm just having a look at your cover map there. That is dead straight. It is, yeah. <laughs> Except it's for the little te- little side part you went off. Yeah, that's yeah, where we parked there. Um, where we did those hill reps. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Up there and then to, to Stumpy Gully Road all the way to Balnaring. Yeah. And, yeah, it was pretty – when we hit Balnaring, um, yeah, the, we really wanted to, to stop and get some breakfast because it was all it was all happening in there at – um, yeah, what was it? Eight, eight thirty, eight forty in the morning. Um, yeah, so we we'll have to plan around that next time to to just run there and have two cars and uh, yeah, to be able to get a lift back. But yeah, we had a good group and yeah, it was enjoyable long run. Looks uh, like you're in the presence of uh, of uh, a TikTok star, Jake uh, Jake Stevens. Unbelievable. Cover, yeah, give give him a follow on what's his TikTok uh, is that, uh, handles there or yeah, I can't. Got an account there that. You know, yeah, so he's doing Tokyo um, TikToks or yeah, and yeah. mashing. He's got a cut. Did he? Did he wake up overnight with one of his videos getting a million views? Yeah, his first video. So he yeah put it up, um, and he got like twenty views in 20, 20 views in an hour. Then before, and this was I don't know a few hours before he went to bed. And yeah, so when he when he went to bed, he checked it again. Like it had like a hundred views. Um, got <laughs> America got hold of it uh throughout the night um yeah woke up in the morning had a million views and four thousand <laughs> followers and now he's got wow. forty thousand followers and um yeah i think eight million views within a week and so he's yeah showing like a more i guess informative pieces as well as a bit yeah. of comedy in there um around the olympics so you know why why russia's called the roc um mm. like like some sort of yeah those sorts of pieces that he's um yeah, he's put yeah. up. i think he's had a couple it might have even had a couple taken down by the. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very strict on their rules. Um, yeah. So yeah, in, in the presence of um, yeah, uh, very influencer. Yeah, influencing uh, 
influencing. Uh, yeah, Jake is a, he, he's starting to, to um, chug along well too. So yeah, it was good to have have a group out there for that for the long run. And uh, yeah. week, so 134k. Yep. Yeah, 134. Wow, that's the biggest I've done for for quite some time. Nice. And then I'm going to actually have a bit of a down week this week. Uh, yeah, just back it off a little bit, and then yeah, ready. Name is to get ready for our uh, Alberto 10k showdown. Yes. Zaka Sunday week. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm going to uh, pull together another nice strong week here, and then yeah, we can uh, we can really go at it uh, in the next two weeks. Yeah. So that'll be good. And Melbourne Mara, your what are you where you're at at the moment? Mm, you haven't got yeah. your entry. No, I haven't got the entry yet. Uh, um, I'm yeah, I, I'm really keen to to run it. It's just whether or not the yeah, I guess the body's going to be able to handle the the mileage. I guess required to to really want to go after it. Um, yeah. And with only yeah, like you said, ten weeks left. Excuse me. Yeah, be pretty keen to get into it. Um, soon and yeah yeah so in the back of my mind i'm really keen to get it done um to, to really have a crack but yeah we'll, we'll see and it, the thing is with that um like if you don't do melbourne oh, i guess there's if you can fly and get home from auckland there's that one as well about mm. two or three weeks later um uh, but apart from that there's not too much else on offer so it is a it's almost yeah, exactly. a, if you don't do that you almost need to think about gold coast next year uh, if yeah, you want. unless we're going to see something come forward the first half of the year, but I can't see that. Yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, it's because it's been, you know, nothing that's really been uh, available for Victorians. So, yeah, yeah, it's a tricky one. Like, it tough. is. Mm. So but yeah, mm. speaking about races, though, we, we had a couple that yeah, WA have been fortunate enough and uh, the Mar- WA Marathon Club put on a half on Sunday and absolutely um, stoked to come back for my run to see uh, Glenn Abercrombie, who uh, has been a run to PB athlete for a while now and um, massive PB for him. He's been hanging to get on the start line of a half marathon because we just knew he was in shape. 22-minute um, PB, so... <laughs> Um, absolutely slaughtered his previous best. I know his um, 5K, 10K have been coming down, so we've been building for this, and we knew there was something big was brewing. And uh, yeah, so it was an hour 34, 06. Um, and yeah, he, <laughs> as he said, he even forgot to stop his watch. It's uh, pretty much fell over the line because it was brutal conditions. We had um, run to BB coach Chris O'Neill on the ground over there. His wife, Claire, ran in the ran the half share she managed to run a pb as well in the, in the conditions but um from all reports it was like you know 50k plus um headwind headwinds for the first you know 10k um you know and it, only until we got to sort of 13k you got a little bit of a um a little bit of reprieve and then it was back to um yeah some really tough conditions so huge run from uh glenn just pumped for him and i think we sort of think and hearing from multiple people um, about that day over there, there is, there is more in the tank there on uh, with better conditions. It's going to actually go around in, in four weeks time. There's another half there uh, on a seven K loop course. So three laps there. So I think that's, um, that's where we're going to go with that. Um, Chris O'Neill, as I mentioned, he actually had his athlete, Andy Lane, 
he ran uh, one hour 30, 43, and it was a really solid run from him because um, he's been, yeah, he's been uh, deprived of a few race opportunities. So I know it's been um, a bit of a grind for him to get back going and then to, to knock that half out, that's um, that's really good for him to um, you know, sort of see a bit of the light at the end of the tunnel when there's been some uh, race, race closures. Mm. Oh, awesome. Matty, you had a few um, jumping in some time trials. Yeah, I did. So, um, yeah, like, I guess, yeah, I'd, I'd done the, the 5K time trial. I had a couple other guys that were, they were keen on doing the 15K as well, but unfortunately wasn't to be. Um, so we still wanted to have that sort of a hit out uh, before a couple of got the goals of, of Albert Park 10K. So, yeah, having that 5K hit out is, I think, a, a good idea a couple of weeks out. Um, just to see how you're going and and sort of uh, yeah get get that feeling of you know it's not it's not a race obviously um, but it's almost as close as you can get to uh, getting that race simulation um, yeah so we had Reese Whitaker um, and Stacey Bolger they headed out to yeah a, a um a 2k loop where they do uh, quite a bit of training uh, and Reese who's uh, PB was 16.50, um, went out and ran 16.05. Um, now, what he did, though, was because he wanted to make sure it was a, a PB, he actually ran 80 metres further. So he ran <laughs> just to make sure that, that um, yeah, that it was going to count. So he, he his watch told him at 5K, he ran 15.49. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he did that that 80 metres further just to... <laughs> to make sure that secure it yeah, yeah secure it yeah so um yeah showing that yeah he's really in in good shape and he's he's progressing um super well and yeah his his aim originally was to to run the gold coast marathon so yeah. we've ended up backing it off um a little bit and, and up in the intensity and it's really yeah he's really got that marathon strength now from that build in his legs and yeah, he's um, flying along and, yeah, looking forward to see what he can do at Elwood Park. Um, and then Stacey Boulder, she uh, ran, went out and ran a fantastic run. Um, she ran 18-18 uh, oh, wow. for her 5K there. And, yeah, she's also heading towards Elwood Park um, 10K. And yeah, she was running along, actually, and, it, and at about, I think it was about 2K in, um, this, this guy uh, ran up behind her and asked, oh, do you mind if I... I jump on <laughs> like and tag along and, and get a bit of a sit. And she's like, yeah, sure. Go ahead. And oh. yeah, he, he lasted about two and a half K and then he disappeared. <laughs> Blew his doors off. So in that, um, oh. in the last K, so it was a, a great run by Stace and yeah, really looking forward to, to um, yeah. So, you know, keep, keep improving and um, yeah, it's on the right trajectory and yeah, just building strength and confidence um, back again. And then, yeah, I had a few up in uh, Queensland, uh, go around for some park runs up there. So I had Jenna Truman um, and Jake Townsend, both of them ran at Kedron Park Run. Uh, and yeah, Jenna ran a, a, a great run at 22.33 for a PB uh, in the 5K there. That's she was hoping to get 22.30, but yeah, so super close. Um, and yeah, and, and this was off the back of a, a really big session that she did of 1K on, 1K off. So 10K of that on the Tuesday and then backed it up with a park run on the Saturday. So yeah, we didn't really peak for it. Um, just wanted that good hit out before heading to sunny coast half marathon. Uh, and then, yeah, Jake at the Jake Townsend at the same race was, is heading towards um, yeah, uh, getting into his Melbourne marathon build and wanted to yeah sort of see how he was going. He's, he's coming off a bit of an injury um, after the UTA hundred K and um, yeah, sort of build it back and, and, 
showed he was actually actually going quite well with a seven eight. Yeah, he's going well, yeah. That's a good yeah, good like spot that. to be in, in leading into a marathon block. Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? Yeah, you want want to have that speed there um, before you're going into that marathon block. So he showed that um, that was there, and and yeah, looking forward to seeing what he can do at Melbourne Marathon. Um, and then yeah, Pat Dow, who um, obviously the the face of our yeah. <laughs> podcast there, Zaka. Um, yeah, he's, he had his final hit out before Sunny Coast Marathon uh, coming up and and he got his first parkrun win too in 1739. So, yeah, great to see him come across the line. That is flying. I've seen some uh, cracking sessions uh, from Strava from Pat. And yep. Yeah, really excited to see how he's going to go on this marathon. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, because he was he was another one that was um, heading towards, yeah, running Coast Coast Marathon. But obviously, unfortunately, that got um got cancelled and so yeah we we sort of um got got chatting and decided that yeah sunny coast marathon would be be the next best option for him to yeah use the fitness that he's got and um yeah have a have a good crack and then we also had Gemma uh had a had a few of her athletes uh go around over the weekend as well she had Gary um run a 1916 time trial on a track uh leading into Albert Park 10k so we had a few going around yeah some hit outs a couple of weeks before uh laura uh laura salamito she on her birthday yeah she, <laughs> she had it did a 5k time trial and then yeah she had had a nice a bad project. way to celebrate the uh birthday with a pretty hard 5k time trial <laughs> i think oh, it, yeah geez. the reward was a good brunch after nice. uh, <laughs> and so she ran 2057 and then Gemma also had uh kelly stone who did the run melbourne virtual half marathon on 58 so yeah great Great run by Kelly. Two hours, very nice. Yep. So it was a, yeah, good weekend all around, Zucker. Yeah, some great results coming through. And uh, yeah, as I said, there's um, there's pretty exciting events coming up uh, over the next few weeks. So uh, pretty pretty keen to, uh, yeah, catch up with a few runs PB athletes definitely down in Melbourne and uh, at Old Park. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm looking forward to it, mate.